You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Melissa Rush. I'm so excited about our conversation with David Randall, AGCI's Director of Social Services. Today, we're talking about all things TBRI, what it is, how to begin implementing it, and why it's an incredibly powerful tool for caregivers. If this is your first introduction to TBRI, I know you're going to want to know more. Families Are Forever, an incredible online learning platform for parents, has classes specifically on TBRI, so definitely check those out. Okay, let's get into our conversation. Well, thank you, David, so much for joining us. Um, so excited to learn more about TBRI and um, just so grateful for the opportunity to have you share your wisdom here. Um, can you just start by, for people who don't know, what is trust-based relational intervention? What is TBRI? All right. So I just, just mentioned, so TBRI stands for trust-based relational intervention. And what it is, is an attachment-based trauma-informed intervention that we use. Basically, what it is, is designed to meet the complex needs of children, right, of vulnerable children uh, by using TBRI. Uh, TBRI has what we call three principles that go along with that. We have the empowering uh, principle, which is to address the physical and environmental needs of the child. We have what we call the uh, connecting principle, which is to meet the attachment needs of the child. And what we have, the correcting principle, which is to disarm fear-based behaviors of the child. So all that to say, what I like to say in more basic terms is really about how we interact with children. It really is that, like Dr. Cross likes to say, that dance that we do when a child has uh, a need, how we respond to it. So it's that interaction, that connection that we have with uh, children. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for explaining that, because I know that's a term that we toss around all the time and kind of just assume people know what it is. And most people don't know what that is. Um, so how did you get involved with TBRI? Like what, can you just kind of walk me through like how you first learned about it and, and why you decided to have it be such an important part of your work? Definitely. Uh, so it all started, um, maybe about seven years ago. Um, my uh, wife and I, we were foster parents and you know, we were getting, we knew what we were getting into, but not really, you know, <laughs> All the, when you get your license and everything else, you know, there's playing things, but yeah. they don't really tell you the reality of things uh, mm-hmm. when you're working with children that have a history, right? So we were literally, uh, we, although I was a teacher at the time and my wife was a teacher, uh, also previously, we just, we have behaviors in our home that we just didn't know how to handle. Like we were like, you know, dealing with a lot of different issues and, you know, children coming in and out through our home. And it got to a point that we just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So it was actually my wife. Uh, she was reading a blog and I can't remember exactly uh, the blog name, but she was reading a blog and the lady that wrote the blog mentioned TBRI in her blog. So when I came home from work, my wife said, you know, you should look into this thing called TBRI. It sounds really interesting. Maybe something that we can utilize. So I went that night and I got on the computer, literally got it, read it. And it's kind of two light bulbs kind of light up when I was reading it. Hey, because I was like, you know, this is something that personally as foster parents, we definitely can use. But like I mentioned, I was also working as a uh, teacher mm-hmm. in a, um, in a, in a reservation. And we would be deal with a lot of behaviors also. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is something I could also use professionally in my yeah. work. Yeah. So 
honestly, I saw the deadline. It was that night. It was the application to become a TBRI practitioner. So without even no thought, kind of fill out the application. I don't even know how all this was going to be covered or how it was going to happen, if I was going to get yeah. accepted. And I applied for it. And I went to work the next day and I explained to uh, my director, like, hey, I feel we need to take care of the social emotional needs of our children, uh, come from generational trauma. And I think this is going to be our tool to do this if we are able to, uh, um, able to get into the program. And they say yes. And I was like, and I did get accepted also. And that's how my work started, really. So once I, uh, I took uh, all the course where I became a practitioner, I started playing with him. my wife and I was just, we were watching the videos already previously. We already started mm -hmm. using it. And we just really started using it within, integrated within our own family dynamics. And then I started using it at work with the community that I was working at. Mm -hmm. And we, we were able to see the changes. We were able mm -hmm. to see the transformation of the children. We were able to see that as, you know, time went by, it, it didn't happen magically. You know, it took time as we mm -hmm. be, became uh, practicing more and how we interact with the children, how we respond instead of reacted, how we view things. So it was a lot of work on our part too, but we saw the changes and really that's how I was like, this is it, you know, this is so not only that personally and within my classroom, within my program, I became director of special education, but we started applying it within the community where I was working at and it just went from there. And that's how I really got involved. Wow. That's, that a, right. that's amazing that you, you, I mean, it, it started from a blog that you just like the information that you, you know, whatever you and your wife kind of parsed out of that in one evening, you were like, I feel like this could really make a difference both personally and professionally. I'm going to become a TBRI practitioner. That's like a pretty big move yeah, from I, one thing. I was convinced for day, from day one when I read all the information. I was yeah. just like, I felt this is what we needed because we mm -hmm. had tried as teachers, you know, like both game on an education career and we had tried so many different behavior systems and rewards and consequences and, you know, let's try this and that and like, it just wasn't working for the children. You know, mm -hmm. it just wasn't working mm -hmm. with the kids that we were fostering. And it's just like, we were really at our wit's end. It's like, what else? You know, yeah. do we stop being foster parents? Do we just not do this? Yeah. So, yeah. So we believe from day one when we looked into it. That's awesome. And, and something that's so, you know, I think compelling about TBRI and that for people who maybe are skeptical about like, oh, another, you know, method of parenting or, or working with kids, because there are so many, you know, theories out there, of course, but the research behind TBRI, it is so solid. Can you kind of talk about some of the research and history behind TBRI? And maybe, maybe that was part of what convinced you that it was a good, um, you know, path for your family and also professionally. Yeah, so where it started, it was uh, it was founded by uh, Dr. David Cross and Dr. Uh, Karen Purvis. So they are the founders of TBRI. So it started over over a decade, almost decades ago, where basically them teaming up together. Uh, Dr. Cross <laughs> literally was following around Dr. Karen Purvis, taking notes because she was a, a natural person, like with the kids and how she was acting mm -hmm. and and taking notes and this is where really the foundation of it started, right? Like how the kids were responding to uh, Karen Purvis. And of course they were reading uh, a lot of research like Barry Gibbs the score from uh, Dr. Uh, the Cock, uh, Dr. Howard Bath, Three Pillars. So they took all that information in, right? And uh, what they did is uh, because they actually, what happened is there was 
these adopted mother, mothers, though they were uh, that also with behaviors and things that just didn't know how to deal that contacted uh, Dr. Cross. Mm-hmm. And he was collecting this information and they decided to create a camp mm. uh, for uh, for these children from this mother. So they brought these mothers together that were just concerned and they started with the adopted children and they created this camp and they saw what this, uh, and don't quote me on this, I think it was about <laughs> two weeks. Uh, I'm not sure the exact time, and I don't want to put the right uh, <laughs> No worries. Number, but please. <laughs> no worries. So, what the length of time in the camp, they saw that there were some effects from that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the camp, they saw that the, the children have uh, were able to regulate more, themselves more, that they had less behaviors. So, that's when they really started taking note of that. And then they started doing a lot of uh, research on it on attachment and all things. And that's where TBRI really uh, found it out of from, from the mm-hmm. work that uh, Dr. Karen Purvis and Dr. Cross uh, did uh, back then through the camp that they did. So that's how it all really started. Um, and obviously it is an evidence-based practice uh, that we're using here. Mm-hmm. But it really just came out from, from them working together and just interacting with the children and just pulling all this research at the time that was uh, together. That's yeah. what TBRI is created from. So it's interesting. So TBRI was when it started out and they kind of began to see those changes and gosh, two weeks, that's pretty incredible. That's a really short amount of time, right? To see changes in kids or anyone. Um, But it was intended for adopted children. But now, I mean, it really, it's for everyone, right? I mean, like TBRI is not just for adopted or foster kids. It's, It's applicable for all people, really. Exactly. So, yes, exactly. So it started really from adopting foster uh, children and they wrote the book, The Connected Child. Mm-hmm. And in The Connected Child, the book that they wrote talks about adopting foster families. But now the application is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use it personally in the schools. Uh, right now with uh, HGCI, with Olga's Children International, we use it in all types of institutions at the government level. We use it in, uh, it's used in juvenile centers, at residential centers, in hospitals, in classrooms, mm-hmm. foster parents, biological parents. Mm-hmm. So it really is anywhere you can think there's a child, it can be used. It's Absolutely. been proven to be uh, that you can apply in any type of uh, atmosphere or location. Which is awesome. Um, can you talk about how, so we talk about changes. What does that mean? Like how can TBRI change outcomes for kids? Yeah, when, uh, when I say transformational changes, yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's a relational way, right? It's how we relate to children, it's how we uh, respond to them, how we interact with them. So the way, uh, so I see it two different ways on how this happens. First, we start doing a transformation of our own as the mm-hmm. caregivers. And mm-hmm. when I say the word caregivers, I mean any person that has a child in front of them, whether you're a biological parent, a foster parent, an adopted parent, whether you're a teacher, a nurse, it doesn't matter to me. If you have a child in front of you, you are a caregiver. Mm-hmm. So it really starts with a transformation within ourselves first, mm-hmm. right? Because we start viewing uh, the child in a di- through a different lens. We start viewing them as these behaviors that we're confronted by, uh, that we're experiencing. I see, uh, it's still seen as that what we call the disobedience lens, that they're doing it on purpose to push our buttons, mm-hmm. where I see it as their survival lens for them. This is how the child is surviving because of their history, right? Mm-hmm. So first there's a change within me on how I view what's being presented in front of me. Mm-hmm. And through TBRI, we get those strategies, we get those tools on how I provide healing for these mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. I provide those tools so they're able to uh, get, receive healing from us. Mm-hmm. The other aspect, the biggest part here also is 
the outcomes for the children is not only we get the tools, they're also getting the tools themselves mm-hmm. on how they regulate their bodies. Because it's not just about the behavior, it's all these other things behind the behavior, right? Mm-hmm. We got to take into account the body, the brain, the, their beliefs, the biology, uh, and the behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. So all these things is we're providing healing, but they learn those tools also themselves. So they mm-hmm. can regulate themselves so they can feel safe mm-hmm. on how I respond. So if, instead of using the survival skill, I have learned through my experiences in time, how do I do it in a, in a different, appropriate way, right? Mm-hmm. So the outcomes is that they learn because all this, I already mentioned this, is attachment-based, right? Mm-hmm. It's this dance that we play, this respond, because this is attachment affects our relationships. Yeah. So if we start this work with the children, the outcomes is when they become young men, young women, adults, and they have families of their own, or they have relationships oh. with others, whether it's personal relationships, family, uh, friend, uh, friendships, all these relationships that we are surrounded by on a daily basis, they'll have the skills to maintain those relationships. And what is a good relationship? They'll be able to have the tools to care for their children in their future and others. Yeah. And what's so cool about that is that it's setting, it's not just, it. it's not just like a bandaid, right? Like it's not just changing things that kids are struggling with, whether that's behaviors or regulation. It's not just fixing that for, or not fixing, but like, you know, working on the journey of that in that moment, it's setting kids up throughout the life cycle to have healthy relationships with themselves, with others, to be able to deal with stress and the uncertainties that life throws at you. Um, and then, you know, potentially depending on what their circumstance is, because as we know, if there's no intervention, those cycles repeat, right? And so then exactly. those kids are set up for if they choose to have children in the future, they're going to be better prepared to parent them in a way that maybe they didn't receive at a certain point in their life, which is really amazing. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, can you just give us a scenario where the implementation of TBRI could completely change an interaction? Like maybe for somebody, maybe this isn't a uh, a parent. Maybe this is someone whose their interaction with a kid is limited. Maybe it's a teacher or a nurse, like you said. Could you could you kind of give an example of how you can kind of flip the script in that moment? Yeah, definitely. Um, I can use one uh, from my. Uh, personal life with my daughter because even as a teacher you could actually use utilize this in the classroom and because I like to use uh, this example I have used it before on how we change that interaction as we use it uh, because speaking to students or speaking to kids in our care is really how we approach them and how we respond to that moment in the situation so um, I was uh, so I have my daughter she uh, I didn't mention it but at the beginning but I do have seven children uh, three biological children, four adopted from the child for, uh, from the uh, foster care system, mm-hmm. and so my daughter has her own history, right? Mm-hmm. And she, one of her survival skills is no matter when you ask her a question, she always will come out with a lie. Mm-hmm. It was automatic for her. It, she wasn't meaning to just lie. Oh, I'm gonna lie to dad. I'm gonna lie to so. So yeah. imagine. So for those that are not related to children, like are related in the classroom or, or in, under your care, we have children that we confront that lie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my first response to her would be like, oh, you're a liar. Stop lying to me. That could be a natural response. It's, 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 you're a liar, right? Just directly focus on, on her, right? Instead of the behavior. Mm-hmm. So one way that we implement in TBRI, 
changing the, I already mentioned that lens. I see mm -hmm. this as survival skill now, instead of her being disobedient, mm -hmm. being like purposely lying to me because she wants to, right? Even if I've seen her yeah. do it, you know, she just wants to push my buttons because we can relate this in any setting. We yeah. all, a lot of us have been there, like, we feel like they're purposely doing, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, before I will be like, oh, you're a liar. Stop lying, right? Mm -hmm. That will be my response to her. Now, knowing what I know, knowing that this is just an, a physiological response from her brain, right? Mm -hmm. That literally what we call flipping her lid is her brain is just like on, on the survival mode at this moment yeah. in time. So why I approach, instead of focusing on her, what we do is we focus on, we level the uh, my response at the behavior, not on mm -hmm. her, right? Mm -hmm. Angle to the behavior. So I change the way I respond to her now. I respond to her. So I'd be like, if she, let's just say I've seen her like she left, let's just say she left the plate on the table or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you went in the classroom, let's just say they say you see the book in their bag and they didn't want to pull it out for whatever mm -hmm. reason, right? And they say, oh, I don't have it. Or I didn't do it. I didn't leave the plate, but I just saw you. I see the book there, for example, yeah. right? Yeah. So the way I approach it now is like, still calling you a liar or anything like that. I'll be like, oh, okay. I, lies hurt people. So now I'm concentrated, I'm focused on the behavior. So that's mm -hmm. my actual response. Instead of me calling her a liar, I say, hey, lies hurt people. Mm -hmm. How about we try this again? I'm going to ask you the same question. I, I want you to take a pause for a minute, for one second. And I want you to, because now here's the teaching part, right? Mm -hmm. This is where TBRI is. We also have teaching in these moments, right? Mm -hmm. I want, I'm going to ask you the same question and I want, and I see the book there or I see the plate there. You're going to say, and I, I'm even getting the words. My expectation is going to be dependent on the child mm -hmm. because we, we talk about what is our expectation of what they can do in the moment, right? So yeah. I'm going to lower my expectation right here and I might even give them the words. I see that you might say dad or Mr. Randall, however you mm -hmm. want to, yeah. so what situation you're at, um, I might give them the words. You're going to say, hey, Mr. Uh, David or dad, um, yes i left the plate there oh yes i have my book here i'm gonna get it out are you mm -hmm. ready let's try this again all right mm -hmm. uh did you leave the plate there or do you have your book with you so i'm trying to relate the sample both ways right mm -hmm. and all right now use the words that i gave you because i'm trying to teach it a proper instead of automatically answering with a lie to me mm -hmm. i'm trying to teach in the appropriate way on how they should respond with the truth yes that, so that changed the whole dynamics Mm -hmm. Of me being like, oh, they're doing this. I can see it. Uh, why are they lying to me? And mm -hmm. now I'm all negative in my head, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I do? Now, I, before, I would just say, now I'm taking your reasons away. Now yeah. you don't get TV for a, a thing for lying to me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm completely at her right now. So yes. I'm just tackling the behavior in that moment in time. Mm -hmm. And I'm teaching her how to appropriately respond to me instead of with the truth, instead of a lie. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So it's like a different way of how we interact with it. And yeah. I'm keeping relationship at yeah. the forefront. I'm keeping connection at mm -hmm. the forefront with the student or with my own child, which mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's happened with me and her, right? That's been part of it. And over time, she ha now she has a positive experience with me. She has a, 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 the tool on how she should respond to mm -hmm. pause for a second and think on what, you know, instead of what automatically comes as a mm -hmm. lie. Yeah. And now, when you ask her, most not hundred percent, you still yes. work. This is a you mentioned it so well. This is a journey. Yeah, it's, it's a journey. This is not a two week. It's gonna be all perfect. It's a journey. No, no but no. Now I'm gonna say the majority of the time is she takes that thing, and she thinks about it and speaks the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how we change by implementing how we change that interaction. So. Thank you for sharing that example. I, it's something that I have heard a lot with TBRIs to see the need behind the behavior. 
Um, and so when you think about something like, like lying where, you know, I mean, as adults who are maybe in a healthy place, we're like, well, it's, you know, you just tell the truth, whatever, but maybe that's coming from a place of what's going to happen to me that I did something I'm not supposed to do. I'm going to be punished or, you know, whatever. And it's not safe to tell the truth in some way. You know what I mean? Like it, that yeah, there's exactly. that internal thing where for whatever reason, that's how they feel. And so they're like, well, I can't say that. So I have to, you know, and, and so it's like, when you think about it from that perspective, and also when you separate it from the person, like the action from the person. And so it's not like, as you said, you're a liar. That doesn't help anything to say like, okay, lying is hurtful. Let's try this again. Um, and then it doesn't also like just add shame and exactly negative emotions to that kid or, or, or adult. Um, so thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Um, so obviously TBRI is incredibly helpful for kids who have difficult backgrounds and have had, you know, um, the classic language about it is, you know, kids from hard places, um, which, you know, the children that we serve around the world, I would say without a doubt that applies to them. Um, how does AGCI partner with organizations to implement TBRI on like such a big scale? Because like the examples you're giving, it's, it's so individual, right? It's like connection between an adult, a caregiver and a child. And that's like really how you're going to begin to implement bigger changes. How do you do that on a big scale? Just like, uh, we don't just preach, right? We practice what we preach uh, mm -hmm. as far as TBRI goes. So within uh, AGCI, we integrate TBRI on everything that we do. So when you ask me, how do we partner up with uh, around the world with other organizations is we do it through relationship. Mm -hmm. Just like we, because, uh, and I want to quote this before, because just like we, you know, a lot of these children are hurt through mm -hmm. relationship. We had to heal through relationship. It's mm -hmm. all through relationship. So that's how we partner up with our organizations. We build relationships with them. We walk through the journey with them. Mm -hmm. So when we're in a country, right, and they approach us or they hear about the work that we're doing, that relationship starts right there. We start getting to know them. We figure out, just like we will with a child, we mm -hmm. figure out what their needs are in the moment. So that's what I like about Tierra. It's flexible. It's not like, yes, you, you have this theory about, you know, what attachment is and all everything that you learn, the theory. But what the beauty about it is once you have that foundation, that connection is the biggest thing, the biggest part, mm -hmm. right? And you have the theory. How you apply it is really up to you. You have the tools and now you, you apply whatever is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. So when we have organizations that approach us or we approach them and we want to be part of their systems, you know, we go through relationship. We figure out just like we will with a child what your need is right now so I can mm -hmm. meet your need right now. That's what we do in EGCI. What is your need as an organization at this moment yeah. in time? And then w once we look at that, and it's somebody that we partner up with, it's like, okay, now how do we apply TBRI within your organization? How do we apply for the children that you serve? Because everyone is different. Some of them mm -hmm. are in the foster care. Some of them are adoption agencies. Some of them are residential places, orphanages. There's mm -hmm. different types. Some of them already are doing things, amazing things with the children. We're not there to change completely. Okay, you got to start from scratch. No, no, why are you already using? And yeah. it's probably a lot of it's already TBRI. Yeah. Now we just give it a name and now we are strengthening 
what they're doing. And if they have a need in a certain area that maybe they need, that's what we provide support and training. But we don't just provide training, we support them and walk them with them. Yeah. Because it's one thing to hear all this theory about it, it's a different thing to apply it. Absolutely. So through, you know, you know, we are, uh, a lot of us are in our department are TBRI practitioners. So through our communal experiences and the people that we have in the ground, we empower, the second thing that we do is we empower those leaders yeah. in the ground. So when we talk about internationally, we find those uh, change agents, the people that really want to make those changes, and we empower them to do the work. Mm-hmm. So it's not this external David externally coming in and trying to do all these changes. No, we find the people locally and mm-hmm. we empower them. And we use that what we call, uh, we use uh, the child advocacy model, which is what mm-hmm. we use. It's a model that, that, we use, uh, that has a, gives us a structure on how to do this, but with flexibility enough to meet all the needs of the different organizations, how we fill that gap uh, of what they need. And we just provide support on that aspect of it. Yeah, that's it's it's amazing. I mean, I just um, as I was telling you before we got on our call, I, I recently went um, to Colombia after not having been there for five years, and in that time, TBRI has been implemented in the um, organizations that we partner with, and it was night and day. It is it was amazing. I mean, to see the kids are doing so much better, and the caregivers have like a new level of, not that they weren't committed, but they feel empowered in their work. And that was just evident from, I mean, I wasn't there very long, just getting to be there, you know, a few hours at each different place. And it was just so clear. Um, And that was really exciting to see. And I also just think it's worth recognizing that um, something that's really cool that AGCI does with, um, with TBRI is that they meet, like you said, they meet the organization and the country, like where they're at. And we're not coming in as some like white savior. That's like, Hey, like, this is how you need to do it. We listen to people, listen to their unique experiences and what their needs are and help them come up with solutions that work for them, which is, you know, and it's working, which is exciting. Exactly. And that's how we culturally adapt uh, when we mm-hmm. go to different countries. It's not one way it doesn't work in another country or even within regions of the same country. So we exactly what you said, Melissa, is we listen to them. Mm-hmm. What is the need that they need? And then from there, we work together to f- figure out how we can adapt this to what they're already utilizing, what they're doing, or how we can change it. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. It's just listening. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of funny like that we sometimes all need a reminder of how important it is <laughs> to listen, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what we got to do with our children. That's part of our TBRI. We have to listen to our children in front of us. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that they have a voice. That's the yeah. biggest part. Our children have a voice, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes as grown-ups, me included, I, I'm the one, I'm going to speak of myself here. Yeah. I forget that my own children, before I learned about TBRI, that they had a voice. It was the, I was that person. I was that person that will say, no, you're going to do it my way because I said so. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I told you to do it. You will do it. And I will be angry, right, mm-hmm. with my own children. And because I didn't hear their voice, but yeah. now it's like, okay, what is it that you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really changes. It's just, it's just a, it's like you said, when you walk into an organization that is using it, it's, you see the smiles and you really see those children, and yeah. you can tell the difference and you feel it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you can you can absolutely feel it, and the it, it sounds it's like things that seem so simple can have such impact, like giving children choice, like even just <laughs> would, do you want this snack or this snack? Do you want just things like that that you're like 
if you don't think about it, you can just be like, okay, this is what you're having. But to empower people, I mean, think about it as an adult. Like if somebody was just telling you, you had to do this, this, and this, and especially kids in an institution where they have so little control over their day-to-day lives, to give them a little bit of that back, it's just, I mean, the impact is exactly amazing. Yeah. Um, so something that's exciting um, is that AGCI is beginning to partner with, you know, organizations in the U.S. to like implement TBRI. Can you speak a little bit about that and what that looks like? Yeah. So I know um, I'm not doing the domestic side of it, but what we've been doing internationally, I already mentioned the child advocacy model. We are using the same model in the United States. Uh, my counterpart, Jill Cruz, uh, she's just uh, also part of the AGCIT now. She, she's going to be doing the national work. Mm-hmm. So we are doing this, like I already explained, the whole aspect of that relationship, how we build a relationship with people in different states. Uh, what is, every state is different uh, within the adoption processes, the, the, uh, the foster care system processes, the child welfare system in it is they all have gaps in different areas. So we're, what we're doing internationally, we're going to be doing domestically. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jill's going to come in and she's going to apply that child advocacy model. It's like, what is it that you need? Building those relationships. Mm-hmm. So we started that work nationally now because we saw that we were doing this international work as AGCI mm-hmm. because we're an international organization uh, that do international adoptions. But we're like, we need to do something in the United <laughs> States too. Yes. Our, our home, right? Yeah. And there's still so much to do. We're mm-hmm. not the... Uh, the leading country on uh, on everything you know, we're not no, no. you know we have a lot of gaps yes and i'm so excited that agci recognizes this and they have created a brand new, a team to to do this work also nationally to build these relationships to where we feel those needs in different mm-hmm. states so we're in the beginnings of it so i'm excited to see where this is going to go and how we're going to be able to do those local changes also absolutely it's so exciting and i just think the more that at least I, I'll just speak for myself, but the more that I learn about TBRI, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, every teacher, every like school bus driver, nurse, doctor, anyone that is interacting with kids like needs to have an understanding of this because it just is so transformational um, and can just be implied in I don't know, so many ways. I mean, I'm just like, oh my goodness, I wish I could rewind the clock and everyone, you know, like that everyone could have had this kind of exposure to this because it it really, the more you learn about, the more exciting it is. And and you just see, you know, the criminal justice system, all of it, like the changes that and I do want to mention that uh, there's already a lot of great organizations that are doing already that work in the United mm-hmm. States. So there's already been so many changes in Louisiana, in Texas, you know, in other uh, states where mm-hmm. just people like ourselves are doing this work. So it's, it's also just looking into uh, other things is what we're going to be doing is building research with them. Because if they've already been doing it and then they've been doing it right and they've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. we can say replicate it in other places where it's more needed. So yeah, not to say that it's not being done in the United States. It ha- yes, it's yes. been done in the United States by a lot of great, amazing people out there. But now we can come in and ask how is, we become another person to mm-hmm. assist, how we can be another person to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah expand that reach. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what's something that you wish like, parents and caregivers understood about TBRI? Maybe, maybe this is for somebody who is skeptical. Like it's hard for them to get past the like a lot of people grow up with, you know, kind of being raised like, well, I'm the parent, I'm, 
you know, it needs to be this way. It's my way or the highway kind of thing. Like kids are being willfully disobedient. Like how can you kind of, what, what do you say to people who don't understand, you know, this different approach? Yeah, I, I do get that a lot, uh, especially like, well, I was raised this way and look at me, I'm fine, right? Yes. <laughs> I get a lot yes. of that. Like, yes. it was fine. I was born, I was hit with the switch when I was a kid and I grew up just fine or, well, you know, whichever condition or yeah. history they think. Absolutely. But I, um, so one of the approaches I do when um, I, get, I get faced with that, with skeptic, skepticism, whether a caregiver or a parent or whoever in that position is, I, I basically... Uh, do a lot of reflection with them. Mm-hmm. I try to have them reflect like, okay, I hear you. And some of them are doing amazing work with the kids. It doesn't mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you're not. I say, okay, uh, let's reflect on what's going on then. You know, obviously you're here with me for a reason. First off, <laughs> if we're talking for some reason, right? You're pro- you were looking for something else. So, uh, I, so I do, so, I mean, every situation is different, right? So let's just say I have a sp- skeptical parents. They, they heard about this. They went through the training. They, because maybe they were looking for something to do with their own child. Let's just say mm-hmm. biological parents, right? Yeah. And, uh, and they said, well, I'm not sure about this connecting part or whatever. I was fine with when I was a kid. Look at me. So I was like, okay, well, where is like brought you here? So in the first place for mm-hmm. you to hear about TBRI. And so, well, having, like, my kids might be some behaviors. I just don't know what, I just want to see what else I could do. This and, that. and I was like, okay, well, you tell me that a, a different way of approaching the situation is not for you. So I go, has it, and then I, my question to the students like, what you've been doing so far up to this moment in time, has it been working? Mm-hmm. And of course, if they're there, the answer 99% of the time is no, it's not working. Yeah. I go, has punishment been worked for that child yet? Or do you continue to repeat the same patterns? Mm-hmm. So I try to put in a different perspective where they get to reflect on it. Like, because if, if you continue to use punishment or punitive punishment, like either whether it's physical punishment or whether it's like I'm taking this away or you're not doing this or control whole, control power over the child. I say, is it working for you? Or do you continue in this cycle? Because mm-hmm. it becomes a cycle yeah. of struggle, of power, the power struggle. And we all get on it at one point or other. Even as adults, in between adults, begin to this power struggle, right? That ends up nothing but raising my frustration with the child where I become with, have more structure. Now I'm going to take this to be for a week. Oh, really? Two weeks. Oh, really? Three weeks for the rest of your life until you're 18, right? And yeah, we, yeah. it becomes a spiral down, mm-hmm. right? So we, we, I try to have that reflection point with them and I go, well, let's think about if we approach in a different way, right? Where we share power because this is where a lot of people have the promise is sharing power with the child. Mm-hmm. Right. And they feel, well, I'm going to consent them all the time or they get, you know, I'm going to give in to everything they say. I said, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're still in control. We still let the parents. Children need parents. They need caregivers, whatever that looks like in the family and the family. Right. They need caregivers. They need to have an adult to be in charge in this moment in time. But I'm just not taking all the power and sharing the power. And you mentioned this through choices. Let's come to compromises. Let's do it in a different way. Right. So instead mm-hmm. of me becoming to this little fight on who wins, who's going to be the winner at the end of this, where it ends in nothing, and they get mad, they run away, or I send them to the room, or I send them away, and nothing gets learned, nothing happens. We ignore it, which is what happens here, because yeah. this is part of the reflection part. So what happens? Oh, well, we just let it go, and then we're fine an hour later. Okay, but did anything happen? Mm-hmm. Did anything change? Did anything, you know, everybody <laughs> got mad and you just ignored it? And now, oh, what is the beliefs? I definitely like to 
did some of the reflection piece. I tried to give them uh, examples on how that power struggle doesn't work and how we can create a different dynamic and a different cycle and in which we give voice and where we uh, share power with a child and how that gives the, the abilities to them. So I try to put it into perspective uh, for those parents that are skeptical um, uh, on what is TBRI. And the second part I do is like, you don't have to hear all, all this information, everything that you see, you don't have to start and get it all together right now. I say, start where it feels comfortable for you. And then you scaffold it, right? You kind of like, okay, I might start with empowering my child by just making sure they have uh, water and snacks every two hours, for example. A simple thing that anybody can do, right? And then I, I'm gonna make sure that when I interact, I'm gonna respond, you know, and you just keep adding little things to it, you know, to it. And it starts slowly, what feels, because remember the part that I mentioned, we had to do a change within ourselves. Yeah. That's hard, <laughs> it's hard, yeah. you know? So, so I don't start what works for you. It doesn't mean David's way or whoever is the teaching you way is, I know, and I'm going to start this way. And you just build from it. It takes time, but you go from there. I'm yeah. still learning. I'm still, I mean, five years later, I'm still trying to change things within myself. I'm not 100% TBRI. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm, I wish I was, <laughs> you know, I sometimes still, we all, all human beings, sometimes yeah. we lose it, right? Mm -hmm. Our brain also gets fired up. Mm -hmm. We also flip our lid, you know, because we have issues in our lives. Yeah. And what I say here to parents is like, you, as you go through the process, you know, if you commit, an, I say, I call it an error. If you commit an error, like you, all of a sudden you yell at the child, like, it's what, how I'm going to repair this. Instead of sending them away and ignoring it, I'm going to repair it right now. And that's where TBRI comes in, right? You know, I'm going to repair it and I'm going to have a, a redo. I'm going to read, just like I expect the child to try again in a different way. I'm going to try it again in a different way. That's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think it is hard. Like it's hard to look at ourselves too. And what, cause it's like, you, th you think you're like, well, no, it's about, it's always an external thing. Like it's about, it's about this, this child and this behavior. And that's all I want to focus on. But it's like, you have to heal. You have to work on yourself too. Right. Like you have to be in a good place to be able to help that child. Um, and it's, it's hard, it's hard to do. So have, you have to have compassion for yourself and, yes. um, there's no such thing as a quick fix for, for anything in life. You have to be no. weary if someone tells you, oh, 100% in two weeks, you know, you'll be cured, whatever. That's <laughs> not real. Um, we're always on a journey and it's never perfect, but we just, we just keep working at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what excites you about, I mean, it just sounds like there's so many things the expansion into the US, all of the different countries that we're working in. What but what excites you most about the future of of TBRI and and what if you had a crystal ball, like what do you what do you think is to come? Man, if I had a crystal ball, uh my dream, right? My dream is like where we are able to create this uh, that every child has a relationship with an adult, mm -hmm. a caregiving adult, an appropriate relationship with uh, an adult. So they have somebody that they can be their, their security base, right? Somebody that can be there for them. Somebody, you know, during, not only because a lot, sometimes as caregivers, it's so easy to us walk through the, the good times of, you know, when, when they're listening, when they're doing what they're asked of, it's so easy, but it's so hard to walk with them during the hard times. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know, and Tibera, that's what we do. We have to walk through the hard times. But I would love it for the future, Tibera, like where every child has an adult that walks through them with the, during the hard times as well as the good times. Somebody is there for them. Somebody that is, loves them. Somebody that is giving uh, care to them and also giving them the ability for them to receive care. So it would be that a, a child that has a, a loving adult in their life. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be a parent. It doesn't have to be... You know, it could be a teacher, mm-hmm. it could be the nurse, it could be the the volunteers and those things. Sometimes, you know, in those institutions, you know, you, you could be that one person for that child yeah. that could make a, a difference for that child, you know, if they don't have a parent uh, in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, to break that cycle that we spoke earlier, right? So when they become adults, they have good relationships. So when they become, um, they have partners or spouses or whichever, you know, they, they can have a good relationship with them. So they can raise a family and break the cycle, you know, yeah. for the future. Wouldn't that be amazing if every yeah. child had an, a person in their life that matter, yeah. make yeah. them feel worthy of who they are, the preciousness that, that they are? Yeah. That'd be amazing. That's what excites me because that's what TBRI does. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would, that's a, that's a beautiful vision of the future. And I hope that that comes true. Um, that's everyone needs, everyone needs someone that they know they can count on and that loves them and lets them know how special they are. Cause we all are. Um, well to end our conversation, I would love if you could share, you know, one thing that, that everyone listening can take from TBRI and implement into their own lives today, whether they have children or not, or they're a teacher, a parent, just a single adult, maybe. What's one thing everyone can can implement? Okay, so without having all the background knowledge and all the information, so one thing that and everybody that is easy to start doing that, no matter what your position, no matter what your role is with that child, is start saying yes to the need of the child. Mm-hmm. And this is how we start transforming uh, viewing through a different lens. I'm gonna say yes to the need of this child. I'm gonna say yes when they need me. I'm gonna say yes to what they need in that moment in time. And I'm not saying that we're going to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to buy you that $500 tennis shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, yes, you can go into the middle of the street and cross the street by yourself in the middle of traffic. No, <laughs> no. I'm not saying that, right? But, no. so it's like, but we can start saying yes by and creating situations where we can say yes. Because when you say yes, it's where you build trust. Hmm. When you build trust with a child, when you have to say those no's, they have meaning. Because if we think about uh, uh, right now, most parents, me, include myself, I, I, here, we say no in our lives so much. No, you can do this. No, you can do this. No, no, no. It's always an answer is no, right? When we can do something, but it's how we can start turning that into a yes. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if a teenager wants those $500 Nikes, all right, I might not be able to get that. Instead of saying, no, I cannot afford that, or no, I'm not going to get it for you. So, okay, you want those Nikes. How about we work together? And we put five dollars aside, or something like that, each mm-hmm. month, whatever your budget it is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying not directly to a child because, it's her, but I'm saying yes. How we can come together to a compromise to get this done together? How can I say yes? You can come at nighttime uh, if a, a small child wants to sleep in your bed, right? But you, you want the child in the bed, for example. How about, hey, I'll have the hallway for you. So when you're scared, yes, you can come in. I have a pallet right here, your blanket and your stuff here next to my bed. So if you're scared, yes, you can come in the middle of the night. 
You know, there's ways to say no, no. There's ways to say yes to them and create yeah. situations to say yes. Because, you know, it's saying yes to, that, to those needs because that's how we create trust with them. Yeah. You know, I, I love how Darren Jones from this, he always says, putting money in the bank. I'm putting money in the bank. So when I need to withdraw, it's there, right? Yeah. So we say those yeses. And that's a great place to start, right? Yes, I'm going to meet your need. What do you need right now in this moment? Mm-hmm. A good place to start. Yeah. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for the incredible work that you're doing and for taking time to, to share that with, with us. I, I just, I'm so excited about the future um, and you're such a big part of that. So thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me and be able to share about the work that we're doing. Uh, it's a passion of mine, what we're doing. So uh, I appreciate you for giving us the time to be able to share about TBRI. That was David Randall, AGCI's Director of Social Services. Thanks for listening to Together by AGCI. As always, if you liked what you heard, please rate or review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to read or watch even more stories, check out our website, allgodschildren.org. Reach out to us and let us know what you think on Instagram at allgodschildreninternational or email us at together at allgodschildren.org. We look forward to sharing another story of hope the next time we're together. We'll talk to you soon.